Hello, teacher friends, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlach with Think Chat, and welcome to confession number 110, where we're going to look at starting a new book club. Yahoo! This is for Siddle Reads, and we are going to be reading The Expert Effect by Grayson McKinney and Zach Rondo. I'm so excited to explore this book through my podcast, and I appreciate the authors for allowing me to indulge my connections and reflections. Our um, Siddle Reads book club met um, to discuss laying the foundation for the expert effect. So where do we begin? We begin by choosing our roles. And something we do differently in our book club is that we use a variety of roles to guide our practice. Last year, we were sparked by this process using the pop-up studio book club kit by Misty Patterson. If you're looking for an amazing way to uh, really bring inquiry and conceptual understanding into your book clubs, considering get that book club kit. This year, we're modifying the process through the lens of the IB Approaches to Learning, or the ATL, and Kath Murdoch's um, skill that focuses on being a contributor from her book, Getting Personal with Inquiry Learning. So here are our roles. So communicator. It's an individual who exchanges information in a variety of ways and uses literacy and media to shape their understanding. That sounds cool, right? And so thinking about then a contributor, a human that regularly helps others to see local and global impact of decisions and how to make sustainable action. So it sounds like communicator is a person who's getting um, a lot of sources of information to communicate their ideas, and a contributor is trying to look at the local and global impact for sustainable action. The researcher is a being who understands how to access information and media literacies and uses it ethically. So the researcher is going deep into the process of researching and trying to find some opportunities uh, for research to naturally happen. They're also going to be going and researching on their own different items to add to the rich discussion. The self-manager is a soul who organizes their ideas and materials while being mindful of the needs of their body and spirit. This is a person who's going to try to help us find some self-regulation in this process to kind of find, yes, we need um maybe different materials, maybe different ways of looking, but also how is this connecting with who we are? The socializer is going to be someone who builds strong interpersonal relationships with emotional intelligence. That's going to be a person who's regulating um, the feeling of the group and trying to encourage all participants to um, share their voice. And now finally, the thinker. This is a person who's able to solve problems critically and creatively and reflect on their own thinking so they can transfer it to new situations. This is a person who's going to be thinking about the information presented in the book club and really put their own spin on it. So think about the role you're going to take as you go through this week's episode and how it will shape the lens of how you view the content. We're modeling best practice so we can replicate it with our learners. Even our early learners can engage in a modified form of 
this way of thinking um, with their reading. So here's some examples of early years in action. So communicator, how can we, so I'm looking at how can we bring this down to an early years child? So communicator, I share my ideas with others with confidence. So I'm confident in what I'm sharing. Contributor, I connect my ideas to my school, home and community so I can take action. Researcher, I find ideas through books, videos, pictures, and other people. Self-manager, I think about how to use ideas and materials so I can be balanced. Socializer, I have relationships with others so I can grow. Thinker, I solve problems with others and think about it. That's a way to get your earliest children to do the same exact skills, but on their level. So let's now look at this fabulous book called The Expert Effect. We begin by thinking about our why. And Grayson and Zach remind us to start with our why as educators, as discussed in Simon Sinek's video, How Great Leaders Inspire Action. I've referred to this model at the beginning of my podcast series in the five-day inquiry challenge, and it has greatly transformed how I think about education. So think about your school year. Some of us are halfway through while others are transitioning towards summer holidays and try to answer some of these questions that we're going to pose throughout the session and some of these ideas. So let's focus on one question now. What is your why that you share every day with your learners? Now, there were so many ideas that stayed with me, but it's always um, from the book club. And what I found is that all the answers had very similar um, kind of connections with my heart is that they were all founded on a passion to shape young learners. I believe that all teachers have this motivation at heart in their practice. And the main thing to consider is how do we share our why on those difficult days, those days that we're not feeling very motivated. And this can be difficult for everyone, but we all need to find our why to take so that we can take care of ourselves and so that we don't fizzle out over time. That's a big thing, right? And so now that we found our why, how does this then transition towards defining an expert? And because if we are grounded in our why, it's going to be easier to find like-minded people um, that are experts in their fields that we can share and connect with our learners. So I look at um, defining an expert um, as a success criteria. So Grayson and Zach put together a success criteria of what is an expert. And our book club kind of attempted to define what is an expert using a Frere model in small groups. And it was really interesting to hear everyone's interpretations of what an expert look like and how they show their expertise um, to everyone in the world. And the real aha came when I shared Grayson and Zach's definition. So they kind of did um, almost like an acrostic where they took a letter of each part of the word to define it. So here we go. E is for experienced. And these are the words of um, the expert effect. 
We want our learners to hear from the people who have made mistakes and learn from them, not some self-proclaimed, know-it-all, perfect guru. What great advice. We want people who've had obstacles, challenges, and overcome them so that it inspires our learners to do the same. X in expert is for exciting. I thought that was funny that they took some, uh, you know, license with that. They say, no matter what subject, if we have a passionate expert, kids will get excited too, creating a positive effect on the entire learning process. I couldn't agree more. P is for purposeful. We do not want you connecting your students with experts just for the sake of doing it. It must be purposeful to the content in your classroom. I would also say that it's also related to the context um, because we want children, well, our children are different um, depending on where they're located, based on their socioeconomic, based on their ethnicity, all of that, right? Uh, what they're going to resonate with. And so we want experts that that's going to be purposeful to them. All right. E is for empowering. Connecting them with experts empowers them to keep the dream alive or create a new vision for the future. Wow. I've seen this happen time and time again, working with at-risk youth and seeing people who have, uh, that grew up in the same environment, come back and share their um, stories of how they have made a difference in the world. That is more impactful than watching a video, right? Um, it's a real experience. It's, it just connects to kids on a different level. R is for real. Hey, did I know this was coming up? I, co I completely forgot. We want experts to have real life experience to talk about and uncover the relevance. Real life, right? We want our kiddos, it's all about the heart, to connect and want to be passionate. And T is for talk to kids. We must find people who can speak on a level your children can understand, relate to, and learn from. So true. We don't want these academics who talk to other professors, who talk to college students, who don't know how to talk to third grade students. As I look at these definitions, I plan to use it as a success criteria in selecting experts to use with learners in the future. It's so important that we find the right people who will connect with our learners in our varying contexts. One of the best experts I ever connected with is an author named Erin Dealey, E-R-I-N-D-E-A-L-E-Y, on Twitter. In fact, it was back in the day when we had no Zoom and it was Skype was the only gig in town. And she was, um, it was a program where um, it matched published authors with um, classes. And I was teaching in Dubai at the time. And I also did this in Houston where she Skyped, but she knew that I was teaching fourth grade learners. And instead of talking about her books, which basically were written for early years, she talked about the process of what it means to start with the seed story to a published work. That was more empowering. And uh, like I had so many students sparked about being a writer because of that experience. 
that is the right fit of experts in your practice. And in fact, recently I tweeted with her about how that experience still stayed with me. And she's like, me too. Ah, don't you love it? All right. Now, Grace and Zach talk about that before we can engage with um, our experts, we have to have shared agreements. In the PYP, we call this essential agreements. And it was fun to listen to the variety of ways fellow educators inspire their learners to create essential agreements in their classrooms. One way that has stuck with me for quite a while is one um, actually provided by Kath Murdoch. She shared a strategy a few years ago that stayed with me and made a positive impact on my learning community. She suggests brainstorming a list of essential agreements and then typing and um, printing them out into little sentence strips, right? And try to make them short in, uh, in length. Then post the strips around the room, like I did it on the floor, on tables, and have children put stickers on the essential agreements that they really liked. And then we pulled six to eight, depending on what the kids wanted to focus on, that were the most voted upon, and those became our essential agreements. This process allows for the learner to own it, right? Um, have some ownership and accepting the positive and negative consequences um, that are associated um, because, guess what? They made them, it wasn't me, right? So thinking about that, um, how are you utilizing essential agreements in your practice? And last but not least, as we closed out this experience, we used a, a new uh, Project Zero Visible Thinking routine to me. It was called Name, Describe, Act. And I really love this um, new visible thinking routine. Well, it's new to me. Once again, because it really helped me to process um, this opening um, session of this book club. So name, make a list of all the parts or features you can remember. These will most likely be nouns, things you can point to and name. So we asked them to think, what are the different parts that we talked about today in our book club, right? Describe. For each of the things you have named, add a description. So now we're putting some meat on it. What adjectives would you add to the nouns you have listed? Interesting. And then act. For each of the things you have named, tell how they act. What are they doing? What is their function? How do they add or contribute to the whole? And this we did actually as a whole group and we talked it through. And it was really wonderful to go through this process together because many of us had not utilized this visible thinking routine before. That's the power of trying new things. And I think that's, to me, the biggest message of this book club is how are we going to try new things to get our children to make local and global connections? Now, I hope you join us for our next episode. It's going to be action-packed. Um, if you are reading the book, be sure um, to think about uh, reading the book um, ahead of time, right? Trying to figure out, like, um, and being prepared for this experience. But it's also okay if you are not ready for us. 
it's okay. And this is how we design our book club. So thinking about that in regards to this expert effect, think about um, for the next one, part one is quite big. So we're breaking it apart, uh, breaking it to two. So read um, pages 29 to 58 if you're reading along. If not, well, hopefully you still get, actually we design our book club that you still get something out of this experience. So we hope to see you um, or back for another episode and um, hopefully you walk away with a strategy you can apply back to your classroom and to your practice. So talk to you soon, my friends, and have a wonderful day.